live from Folsom Prison. It is <laughs> We Only Look Thin. I am Catherine Weigel, and I am one of your hosts, and I have lost 150 pounds. And with me today is my participation trophy husband. Whoa, <laughs> Donald Weigel. <laughs> I'm not sure how to take that. <laughs> Participation Trophy Husband. That's me, Participation Trophy Joe, they call me, although my name is Donald, so it's weird. Uh, hi, I've lost a uh, little over 100 pounds. That deserves an actual trophy. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, uh, we're, uh, we only look thin, and today we are going to talk about Prisons of our own making. Yes. But first, we are going to start off with a tip of the week. Tow! Tow! And then we are going to talk about um, how we make ourselves feel like we're at home and have no control over our lives. And then I believe we have a product of the Pow! week. Pow! 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 We're just going to say that for 40 minutes. Um, are you uncomfortable <laughs> with how I started out the show? Do you want me to change it? No, I like it. Okay. Yeah. So here we're going to go. Hey, any kind of trophy husband I can be, <laughs> participation or otherwise. Look, we need to start appealing to a younger demographic. So if we can give away participation trophies on this show, even if it's participation husband trophies. Well, I I, I, I got the participation it. trophy husband, and then it leveled up. Like right now, 20 years later, <laughs> you have... <laughs> wow, I feel like that's even worse. <laughs> Like you settled for me. At, I settled for nothing. At I that am young age. Quite, oh, he was a participation. You know, we just, I got frankly, married to him because he was there. I was pretty sure you were going to punk me. Like he I asked. I fell in love with you, and I was pretty sure six months later, you were just going to be like, guess what? You love me now? Too bad for you. So <laughs> I'm really glad you stuck around. Yeah, me too. I'm kind of crazy. It so, worked out well for me, and now did. I'm just riding your coattails into weight loss, internet stardom success. And and into the gates of Folsom Prison. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. We're live from Folsom Prison, just we are. like just like Johnny, Johnny Cash. Cash. Because we're if basically Johnny Cash. Basically, we're Johnny Cash, and uh, because we all know that prison inmates love talking about weight loss. They love it. It's their thing. <laughs> it's their thing. That wasn't that what Shawshank Redemption was about. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was. Is Your it fitness. Boy, it'd be nice if all I got were three square meals a day. <laughs> I'm Morgan Freeman, and I'm here to talk about sustainable changes. <laughs> In life. That was the world's worst Morgan Freeman impression. Um, anyway, I think Morgan Freeman is his own worst impression. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I'm the only person in America who does not think he is a national treasure. <laughs> Please resubscribe to our show. I know that Catherine just caused most of you to unsubscribe, <laughs> but please take a moment when look, you've gotten over it to resubscribe to look, our podcast. Look, I believe I did not see the uh, the musical Hamilton, but I'm pretty sure that there was a line uh, from Aaron Burr who said, uh, if you don't stand for anything, what will you fall for? And I am not standing for Morgan Freeman. <laughs> wow. I'm double downing. So we're going to start out. She really is a wonderful person, everyone, <laughs> despite her I just horrible, think he's a one note actor. On just like we're a one note podcast, he's a one note <laughs> actor. And you keep coming back. I so. think we are a many note podcast. We are we many have, noted. We have, we have at least three notes. <laughs> three notes. Um, speaking of three, we are going to start out with our tip 
of the week. Tow! Tow! Tip of the week to you. Tip of the week to you, darling. So, so this uh, episode comes in threes, and we're going to tar- talk about uh, Superman 3. Superman, Superman 3, 3. Which most people believe to be the best the of best the Superman. of the Supermans. No, no, not. Nobody Still says better that. than Superman 5, actually. But- Or 4. Uh, we Whichever a- one was the, the fight for peace. We, that was the really bad one. We had a good, uh, a good idea regarding Superman 3. So in Superman She's 3. She's being humble. It was her idea. So uh, And it's genius. But Donald remembered the details. So really, it's his idea. Um, so in, in that s- movie, part of the plot is that Richard Pryor is like a computer savant. Like he's never really used a computer before. He goes in to take a computer class and he just like seems to know how to do it. And it's innate. And so he figures out that when people are paid at this company that's run by Robert Vaughn, who played the man from Uncle, uh, by the way, because the kids love references <laughs> to the man from Uncle. Um, Mommy, what's freebasing? <laughs> I just said we're trying to relate to millennials, and I now am. Uh, <laughs> what's freebasing because of Richard Pryor? Richard, um, yeah. Yeah, we're taking, it. It, we're taking it back to like 1970s uh, jokes and 1950s TV shows. Um, so we are hip and current and the millennials love us. Um, and part of the plot is that he figures out that like people, when they get paid, they don't just get paid like $100. It's usually like $100 and like a quarter cent. And so he creates a computer program that skims that like quarter cent off the top and um, funnels it into his account. And this was the impetus for Catherine's genius idea. And now I'm going to let her tell you about it. You've been listening to this podcast, and we haven't told you anything yet. I know. So here it comes. Uh, start now. So our Superman 3 idea is to round up your goals. So, oh. for example, I have a Fitbit. And right now I have 5,732 steps. I am going to keep walking, not right now because I'm sitting right now because I'm doing a podcast, <laughs> but in general, when I look at my, my Fitbit and I see that I'm at an odd number of steps, I will level up to the next 10 steps or the next 100 steps. So if you're at 133 steps, keep walking until yeah. you hit 200. Um, it is a way for me to kind of sneak in a little bit of extra movement without uh, too much pain, but it helps me get toward my goal faster. Yeah, and if you if you you know telling yourself I need to drink eight ounce glasses of water, maybe make it like a ten ounce glass. Yeah, of water. just people love the metric system, so just like level up to the tens to the hundreds, uh, and you can you can sneak in some extra uh, steps. If you're weighing something and it's one ounce of food, or or which is twenty eight grams of food, why not make it thirty grams of food? So we're not saying add. Yeah, no, food. but count it as thirty grams. Count of food. it as thirty grams. Yeah, so you're sort of just banking that extra, you know. 20, 30 calories at a time. And by the end of the day, that really adds up. Yeah. So if you say you've had uh, nine grapes, make it 10 grapes. Yeah. If you've Re- had- can't Record se- 10 grapes. Yeah. Don't actually eat the 10. Yeah. If you've had seven wheat thins, round it up to 10. And you'll be kind of buying back calories from yourself. And it won't yeah. seem painful because- It's like a calorie savings plan. Right. Because, I mean, so many times in life, we- over uh we 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 fate we go in our own favor so if we uh if we take a tablespoon quote unquote of peanut butter we make it a heaping tablespoon so yeah. we're stealing calories from ourselves so to speak so right. if you round Why up bank some bank it bank it superman three it superman three so that is our tip of the week tip of the week to tip you. of the week to you <laughs> <laughs>
Tau. Tau. Wow, 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 wow. Ooh, wow, wow. I like that. That was the, Superman, like, trying to spin the earth backwards. I like the echo effect. So um, so now we're going to move on to topic two, uh, which is uh, about prisons. Yes. And how we pretend that we're in them when really the prison is in our mind. And we're going to break down Johnny Cash's seminal <laughs> live at Folsom. No, we're not doing that. No. Uh, so... If you are someone who works from home or is a home caregiver or you are a new parent who has uh, a child underfoot, and uh, I am someone who actually works from home. Uh, I didn't for a long time, but I do now. Yes, you do. I hear many times that people say, if only I worked in an office. If only. Then I could lose weight. If only I didn't have to watch my kids, I could go to the gym and then I would get exercise. If only. Um, if only I could afford a gym membership, then I could lose weight. If only. Uh, so if only it wasn't snowing, then I could go out and get activity. So we use all of these different excuses. Sorry, do you want to say if only? No. If I, <laughs> you're done. <laughs> I'm done with that. No. That I hit, bit is over. I hit my if only limit. So we we tell ourselves if we work from home, if it's a weekend, if we're a caregiver, or if we're at home, uh, you know, with a broken foot and we can't go anywhere and we gotta we gotta be at home. We tell ourselves if only we could get out of the house, then we would be living our perfect lives. Yeah, we make ourselves prisoners of our own circumstances. We take all of these things and make excuses. And the bottom line is Catherine and I did that for years and years and years and um, made up these excuses. And uh, we are here to tell you that you you too can work in a meal and exercise plan that works yeah. because we have done it. And and I would tell you, if you are someone who is at home all the time, there is a uh, a doppelganger in the universe who is at their job saying, gosh, if only I worked from home, then I could lose weight. If only I was at home all the time, then I could do whatever. So whatever your situation is, there's someone on the opposite side wishing that they were you. I would love to meet my doppelganger and plan a caper. <laughs> sort of a throw mama from the train situation? I like a- No, no. No, just some sort of caper. Like, you you want to like be a, in a caper. Like a heist or a, yeah, just a caper. I'm I don't just know. thinking of lemon caper butter sauce. <laughs> Personally, if you want to be in a caper, let Donald just, know. He's just looking for a partner in crime. For once in my life, I would like, it's on my bucket list to be involved in a caper. The Tim of some Robbins kind. to his Morgan Freeman. <laughs> but, yeah, not not necessarily something, not eating capers. but The juice to his Newton. <laughs> no, <laughs> the I don't know. juice to my Newton. Now we're referencing <laughs> Juice Newton. <laughs> That's the second time we've talked about Juice Newton in this podcast. So anyway, uh, the gravity issue talked about Juice Newton yeah. and Fig Newton. Wow. Um, so go back. But anyway, we are now in a position in our lives where we have growth mindsets. We don't limit ourselves by our circumstances. We MacGyver our circumstances to Ooh, work MacGyver. in our favor. Um I worked in an office. MacGyver's for- the most modern reference we've made on this show. <laughs> um, we're contractually obligated to not mention anything after, uh, I don't know. the the All pop culture stopped after 1990. Yeah. After Saved by the Bell, we are not contractually allowed to talk about uh, anything after that. Um, so I used to work in an office, and uh, it... 
it had many bagel Fridays. It had many oh, yeah. work lunches and brunches, and it had many candy dishes. And uh, then I started working from home about three years ago, four years ago, when uh, when I started this weight loss journey. And I literally uh, can back my work chair up to our pantry. I don't have to stand up. I've got little rollers on my chair. I just yeah. beep, beep, beep. No, that chair rolls well around that kitchen. Sometimes so, I get in it and just roll around for fun. So I have access to food uh, 24-7 if I wanted to stay up. Food is always there. Yeah. And as grown-ups, we have to decide whether we're at home or at work when we're going to make food available to ourselves and when we're going to move. And just because we work at home or we are caregivers or we have kids, we can find ways to uh, to be the champions of our food and movement choices at home. And being at home and being a victim of your circumstance, you can emotionally eat. You can yeah. stress eat. And there's food all the time. You just, all you have to do is open the refrigerator. Yeah, we make up these excuses for ourselves that we can't do it because we are trapped, that we're under house arrest, that we're inside. Um, you know, and this gonna, this applies to people who aren't uh, working from home as well. But we make these excuses and create this prison inside our own heads um, that, you know, we just can't do it. We've got too many responsibilities. We're we're stuck working right next to food 24 hours a day. How can we possibly escape? Oh, oh, reeling into madness. But really, our homes should be a refuge, not a prison. And even if you, uh, if you, are, are a single person dweller, or if you live with other people, we can we can say that we're victims of, oh, well, there's no one else around, so I can't make choices. Or, oh, there are too many other po- people around, so I can't make choices. Yeah. Whatever our circumstance, we make an excuse. And we are asking you today to, um, to, to MacGyver your life and be a champion. And we're going to give you some ideas for uh, both movement and food ideas that yeah. will help you be the champion. We as humans love to make excuses. We, we love to tell ourselves that we can't do something because we don't actually like to work hard. We don't like to take the the path that would lead to our eventual happiness because it takes work to do that. And so we come up with all of these uh, reasons to put ourselves in our own house arrest. So and part of that is if you work from home or if you're a parent and I know it, you know, kids, kids thrive on schedules. I know we have uh, people have eating schedules for kids and sleeping schedules for kids. And at offices, we have schedules. But for some reason, when we go home, we don't think that we need to schedule our lives. And whether you're fun employed, a parent, a <laughs> caregiver, or a, a home at work employee, scheduling your time is critical. You are not a victim of your time. You are the beneficiary of how you schedule your time. Um, and I think maybe we'll start with uh, with talking about scheduling eating um donald you are a fan of scheduled eating yeah uh, why is, don't you talk this about is something that? i do on a daily basis and um i've talked about it before on this show but i through trial and error i discovered that if i if i just sort of wing it if i just sort of eat when i feel hungry if i just kind of you know decide in the moment when i'm going to eat something that I'm much more likely to overeat and to give in to whatever emotion I'm feeling at a particular moment. So 
I, you know, this took me a long time to come up with, but I basically figured out that if I, you know, I try and eat lunch at the same time every day or, you know, the first food I eat of the day at the same time. And then I have small snacks throughout the day that I eat on an hourly basis, essentially. So I'll have my lunch at 2 p.m. Um, and I, I eat late on purpose to, you know, control when I'm having my calories and then, you know, 3 p.m., I have 150-calorie snack. 4 p.m., another roughly 150-calorie snack. 5 p.m., 6 p.m., and, you know, and then I, I try and eat dinner um, between 7 and 8, and I do that every day. And, you know, some people may see it as monotonous and boring, but it has really helped me to not give in to my whims and my emotions, and I am able to, you know, plan these things ahead, and it's just sort of like, oh, this is the time I do it, and, you know, it, when it's not that time, I don't eat. Well, and I think, too, there's an instinct for me, and it's something that I've worked on, is when I'm at home and working, like I said, I can literally back up to the refrigerator or the pantry at any time. And if I'm stressed out at my office uh, slash kitchen, <laughs> I think, ooh, what could I eat right now? And giving yourself permission eight hours a day to just have one hand on the keyboard and one hand in the pantry, yeah. not a good idea. And for me, I don't eat usually until 12.30 each day. Each person is different. But what we're asking you to do is schedule your eating times, just as you would if you had a pet. Uh, dogs, if you keep putting food out, they'll just keep eating. And you could make your home life a 24-7 buffet, but you're going to pay the price for that. It's all you can eat. You pay the price. Yeah. Um, but so I eat at 12.30. Food is not the answer between when I wake up and 12.30. It is not my answer. And it actually takes that pressure off. And I'm an emotional eater. So just knowing like, okay, I'm stressed out. I'm not going to eat right now. I, I eat at 12.30. Once you train yourself to do that, once you train and schedule yourself, whether it's I'm going to have breakfast at 9 a.m. and then I'll have a snack at 11 a.m. and then I'll have lunch at 1 p.m. Scheduling those eating times, one, gives you something to look forward to. Yeah. And two, it limits your exposure to food throughout the day because we're grownups. Nobody's watching you. You can do whatever you want, but you pay that price. So schedule your eating times, whether it's uh, by calorie amount or by certain eating windows. Um, it can really help you control your eating circumstances. Yeah, and I am not a good decision maker when it comes no, to food. No, and with anything, really. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly regretting a certain decision I've made. Oh, no. Um, but I have... I have proven time and time again that I cannot make responsible decisions when it comes to food. So I I almost think of myself as being like sober Don and drunk Don when it comes to food. And sober Don wakes up in the morning and is like, I am going to make a responsible choice. And then later in the day, drunk Don's like, I'm going to eat an entire gallon of Nesquik and... um. It's so I try and make all those decisions when I am fresh and feel in control, which is earlier in the day. And so that is part of why I plan my food the way I do. And 
I I stick to, you know, healthy, protein-filled things earlier in the day and don't allow myself any treats until later, and everything is is planned out in advance. Yeah. So we're going to uh, rapid-fire some some ideas of, of how to limit your food intake. Um, for, for someone who is a caregiver, who, for someone who um, has a child at home, make rules for yourself about the food that you eat. Do not eat off of anyone else's plate, child or otherwise. Yeah. Do not take bites, licks, and tastes, BLTs, BLTs, when you're preparing someone else's food. Or bacon, lettuce, tomato sandwiches. Yeah. Um, that was a joke. Like I said, schedule breaks for yourself for food. Don't just impulsively eat whenever you want to. We also have an episode called The Convenience of Convenience, uh, which is episode I don't know. We'll Great episode. Sh- <laughs> I'll we'll put, put it, it in, in the, the show. show notes, though. Um, but The Convenience of, the, of Convenience, if you're working in your kitchen, don't keep tempting food at eye level. Tuck it away. Put it in a high cabinet. Put it at the back of the refrigerator. Keep healthy snacks on hand. Pre-washed apples, carrots. Uh, Keep lots of uh, nice, cool, refreshing water in the refrigerator to enjoy. Make it easy to make helpful choices. And don't keep your trigger foods at home. Just don't do it. You know, don't bring the devil home with you is something that Catherine likes to say a lot. Well, and two, if you uh, cohabitate, uh, if you live with someone else or you have kids who have maybe different foods uh, than you do, I've had to make my daughter's, our daughter's food off limits. I cannot have her trail mix. I cannot have her protein bars. There are certain foods that are on the no-fly list for me. And I've had to make hard rules about that because I do work in the kitchen and I could eat whatever I wanted whenever I wanted to. So now I think we're going to talk about, uh, since we've talked about food, now I think we're going to talk about sneaking movement into your day, whether it's inclement weather, whether you're, uh, you need to be home with a napping child, or you're stuck at a desk job all day. What do I do? Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the big suggestion, and we have an entire episode, uh, episodes about movement of this show, but, um, Try and work purposeful movement into your routine while you're getting things done. If you are somebody who is at home and you need to do housework, take vacuuming breaks. Um, you know, that burns calories. Uh, dusting burns calories if you do it right. Um, doing things like straightening up and taking one item at a time uh, to and from other rooms to organize. Uh, things like that. And another thing I do is I have alarms set on my, uh, on my phone and my watch to remind me to get at least 250 steps every hour. And so I will just get up, get the 250 steps and go right back to my work. Well, and I think too, being at home, there's an impulse to stay in your pajamas all day or, you know, oh, I can't get up from my desk. But if you were in an office place, you would go to the kitchen, you'd go to the water cooler, you'd walk to the restroom. Um, unless you have, you know, like a call center job where you literally are not allowed to stand up. Yeah. Um, you can, uh, you can take breaks. People take smoking breaks. You don't smoke. Walk around your house once. Walk around your apartment building once. Walk to the mailbox two or three times a day. You can take small breaks to st- sneak in steps. And if you're on, say, a conference call where you don't have to do much talking, this is something I've done. I have a rebounder, and I will uh, rebound uh, on mute while on conference calls. 
Yeah, I do it all the time at work. I will get on a, a work phone call and I will get up and start just pacing back and forth in my <laughs> office or uh, or go outside and take the call if I think it's going to be a long one um, and I don't need to be right in front of my computer for it. And uh, I sneak in steps that way. Yeah, and I too, uh, I do that, you know, 250 steps an hour. And then I will do the thing where I I round up and Superman 3 it and just get a little bit more. Yeah. And it really only takes a minute or two. And if if you're taking breaks and you're working... If you take a break and say, you know what, I'm going to get my 250 steps by uh, gathering all of the trash from the different bins around the house and putting it in the uh, the kitchen trash. I'm going to go and collect uh, glasses from bedrooms in other parts of the house. Multitasking and seeing it as exercise really does make a difference. And it's something that you kind of have to do anyway. And you're not robbing from your employer. You're taking a five minute break an hour and and that's okay and that's totally suitable yeah absolutely and um we've talked about before too you don't need to have you know big expensive pieces of gym equipment if you have the room and you can afford that fantastic but if you're telling yourself i can't get exercise in without those things there are definitely ways to do it there are plenty of exercises you can do just with your own body weight and the floor Um, you know, push-ups, sit-ups, crunches. Um, There's a great website, which we've referenced a bunch, called Blogilates, which um, she's got a lot of exercises that you can just do at home without any equipment. Yeah, and two, when I'm at my desk um, and I want to get in 250 steps, or if you're a parent and uh, can't leave a child unattended, you can do fitness martial videos. He uh, he is a choreographed dancer who uh, uses contemporary music, and uh, and you can dance along to his videos. Uh, they're fun. They're funny. They take you know I can get 300 steps in one song. It's a three minute break. It gets you moving. It gets you standing, and it's super fun. And I think kids enjoy. It also, I've seen. Uh, I know Melissa in Australia has uh, done fitness martial videos with her baby daughter. So uh, it is a fun way to sneak in steps. Only takes a couple minutes. You don't have an hour to get cardio. It's okay. You can just dance for three minutes. Um, also, I wanted to mention. I don't know if you can hear this in the background, but somebody is using a power saw outside. <laughs> <laughs> it's like our, our props department. Has, I I know uh, I know that people hate it when we talk about sound quality, but I just wanted to mention. <laughs> we do our own sound effects. If you and can someone, hear that, it is a power saw in the that, background. Was that a plot line in Superman three? Was anyone welding anything? Sure. Or this is so. we've got a power saw because of power. Man 3. Superman 3. But you can also be creative. Do not be a victim of your circumstance. If you are a caregiver and cannot leave a room, do chair exercises. There are plenty of googly searches you can do for chair exercises. You can do arm exercises sitting in a chair. I could do it right now. I'm doing an exercise. I'm doing two things at once. She is. Um, so be be the champion of your choices. Be the champion of the conditions that you're in. There was actually there was this is one of the must be nice uh, ideas that I had as a child. Yeah, there was a Bette Midler movie where she was kidnapped. And, oh yeah, and she's she's a little overweight, and she she's a prisoner. This is not acceptable in the year uh, 2019, but in in what was it, like 1988 or something, the movie came out. She was in this basement captive, and you know it was a, it was a comedy movie about being kidnapped. Was it you know ruthless it people? Is. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, 
And so she's in this basement and she's like, you know what? I'm going to use this paint can to do barbell curls and I'm going to walk the stairs of the basement to get in steps. And by the end of the movie, she's like, this was the best thing that ever happened to me. Now I'm in shape. <laughs> and I was like, gee, if only, boy, must be nice to be kidnapped and in a basement. That's not an acceptable <laughs> weight loss. Terrible. Uh, but now I'm like, that's horrifying. Yeah. But it was a comedy movie uh, before Beaches. Or maybe after beaches, I don't know. But uh, but she. We're used, not IMDb. We're if you want to know what order those movies came out, you can Google it. Um, but using what is around you really makes a difference. I know we're joking about the uh, terrible tragedy of being kidnapped, but if you are a prisoner in your home, you can make purposeful choices, and you can use what is around you um, to be uh, a. A, a beneficiary of your surroundings and not a victim. I should have brought this up while we were talking about food, but I didn't, so I'm going to do it now. Um, people oftentimes say that they just don't have time to cook at home, and I can tell you that I don't remember the last time I actually cooked something. Oh my something. gosh, if somebody says, like, I need recipes for weight loss, I'm like... Yeah, there are plenty of, like, pre-made, semi-homemade, like, you know, low calorie, like there is no shame. I, I believe there is no shame in resorting to, you know, lean, healthy, uh, frozen meals when you're in a pinch, when you don't have time. Um, I eat lots of vegetarian frozen things that take very little effort on my part. And it is, you know, <laughs> now there is a, a biplane. Really loud I think biplane a- going by. <laughs> There's an air show. <laughs> there's an air show and an electric saw show happening right outside our window right now. It's um, World War II flying, eh? <laughs> um, but breaking down those barriers of um, of telling yourself that you have to cook to eat healthy, that you have to buy expensive fresh food in order to eat healthy. And those things are great. And if you have time for them, I do encourage them. But um, keeping, you know, frozen turkey burgers around, something that you can just uh, take out and heat up is is breaking down a huge barrier. For sure. And I think, too, being at home is it's supposed to be comforting and it's supposed to be convenient and we make barriers for ourselves it's almost like you know our our home is our own globe and the north pole is the refrigerator and the south pole is the couch and we feel drawn to both of those we just want to sit we want to be a victim how am i supposed to get in steps how am i supposed to eat well when it's right there we are grown ups like technically if you work from home guess what i don't have to drive why don't i just drink alcohol all day like who's gonna know we we put up const- certain constructs in our lives that we won't go past. It's five o'clock somewhere. Like, you don't have to make food the choice 24-7. You don't have to make sitting the choice 24-7. And I'm going to um, maybe finish this off with a little bit of bummer math. Um, oh, boy. Oh, boy. So let's say that you are up 16 hours a day. And you were at home. Yeah. And you're, you, you're awake for 16. You sleep for eight. Right. And you 
you think, okay, my eyes are open and I'm at home so I can eat. So you're telling me 16 hours a day food is an option. You wouldn't do that to a pet. You wouldn't do that to a child. You wouldn't do that to a baby. It's not all you can eat buffet 24 seven or at least 16 hours a day. So let's say you did decide that 16 hours a day you were going to eat. That's 112 hours of eating a week. That's a lot of eating time. A lot, a lot. So let's just say that instead, this is sort of what I do, um, I I sort of do an intermittent fasting thing, but only for the limiting my time of eating. But let's just say that you limit your eating time to eight hours a day. That would take it down to 56 hours a week of eating. Would Down from 112 down to 50? Yeah. But you still get 56 yeah, hours to you eat. cut it in half. But let's say, too, you actually, which is the the window that I'm doing right now, um, I am only doing a six-hour eating window uh, a day. That takes it down to 42 hours a week of eating. That is a full-time job of eating. Like, that is that in itself is a full-time job. So you have a full-time job to eat your food uh, in a week, and I think that's enough. Yeah. Like, food is not the answer if hunger is not the question. Yeah. And and look, it is okay to be hungry. I think that we've gotten so used to the idea that we shouldn't be uncomfortable, um, you know, even for a minute that we, you know, the second that we get hungry, we want to, to eat. Being coming comfortable with my hunger has been one of the keys to this. And I'm not, you know, I don't wait until I'm starving. I don't wait until I can't make rational decisions. But understanding that I'm going to be hungry uh, from time to time, and that's okay. It's not a panic situation. Well, and two, we're not saying that um, only eating between 2 p.m. and 8 p.m. is the answer. I think there are certain people who really need breakfast. So go ahead and have your breakfast. Yeah. But then don't eat again until noon. Yeah, you have to figure out what's right for you. And, you know, I'm not advocating intermittent fasting. I just happen to find that it's easier for me to control my calories if I wait until 2 p.m. to do it. Well, and I've said, too, that I do my best uh, snacking and eating uh, late in the evening. So for me, I am not as hungry during the daytime. So I wait. But but be, be aware of what makes you feel good. Eating 16 hours a day is not the answer. And if you, like I said, if if you had uh, a pooch, uh, a dog, you would not just feed it whenever it begged because it would beg all the time. No. Like that's what dogs do. And I think that we do that too. We just think like, oh, well, but I'm hungry and I'm uncomfortable and I don't want to deal with my work situation and the kids are stressing me out. Like all of that are, all of those things are just excuses. And we need to be grownups and uh, take the full-time job of controlling our impulses. Yeah, for sure. Also, if you are somebody who tells yourself that you don't get enough support at home and Ooh, this that, is a good one. <laughs> that you you just can't do it because you're not being supported at home. You you can do this without without home support. You can find it within yourself to uh, to find that support. And also, you can reach out. You can do things like listen to this podcast. And I know I'm sort of joking, but I'm not. Um, you know, one of the keys to to our weight loss success has been not just listening to the voices in our own heads, but reaching out and finding other voices, things that have really resonated with us, 
and have made it possible for us to to you know become to mold ourselves into the lifestyle that we have now to evolve into having the lifestyle that we have now where you know eating and fitness has become part of our day-to-day routine yeah, and sitting has become uh, more difficult. It's even hard to record a podcast because yeah. we're sitting right now. We need to figure out how to rebound and podcast at the same time. We need to figure out how to use chainsaws and power saws also while we are recording. I don't know what is. I think they're build they're building a uh, Trojan rabbit outside or something. Yeah, it exactly. is very noisy. So so be the champion of your choices. Find an online support group too if you need to reach out. There are other people out there who are going through exactly what you're going through now and uh you know, we've got one of those online. Um, there are others out there, uh, but reach out. There are other people going through exactly the same things as you. There are other people who have been through exactly the same things as you. And it is comforting and reassuring to know that there are others out there that can help you and that can give you advice and can be there for you uh, when you need it. Yeah. And I think, too, and on a, a final note, because I love my final notes, Whatever we think is our problem is not our problem. If we think working from home is the problem, that's not the problem. Going to work in an office is not the solution. If you think that being stuck at home is the problem, it's not the problem. It's our mindset. What we think is possible, the the benefits that we find within ourselves um, of our circumstance and waiting for the perfect life and the perfect change and for the kids to grow up and get out of the house for the weather to change, um, for the circumstances to change. None of that is going to happen. I bet today if all of that came true, you would be like, oh, wow, this is a bummer. None of my life is solved now. Yeah, like, exactly. So the solution is within you, and it's within your choices, and it's within your structure, the structure that you build for yourself. Um, because uh, I know I have lost 100 American pounds since working from home, um, and it has changed my life. So I know if it is possible for me, it is possible for you. Catherine, the magic was inside you all along. I know. It took me 41 years to figure it out, but here I am, here a delight and are. joy and inspiration. <laughs> I'm sorry about the participation trophy thing. I thought that was just funny to Why? say. You're it amazing. Very funny. You're amazing. It's very funny. Uh, so we are now going to go to our product of the week. Pow! Product of the week to you. Product of the week to you. Do we say that? I don't remember when we I say don't know. what. I'm saying um, it now. We can do whatever uh, we want. So our product is not exactly a product, but it's another podcast this time. And it's not even a weight loss podcast. Yeah, but um, our, our friend... And uh, Walt member Julie actually suggested Thank this podcast. Thank you, Julie. It was a great suggestion. So we um, we talked a little bit about intermittent fasting, uh, which is a, a smaller window of time in which to eat. And there are varying opinions on uh, whether that is actually beneficial or not. Um, so Julie suggested a podcast called... Science versus science versus so science vs. Um, it is a science podcast that tackles big questions um, like what is the deal with intermittent fasting? Yeah, and they all, they have lots of other episodes, but you know it's extremely well researched. Um, you can go to their website and they've got you know literally over a hundred uh, scientific references for the episode on intermittent fasting. I think it's something like a hundred and sixty. 
yeah, um, so different they, references where they've really thoroughly researched it. And, um, you know, I won't spoil, I, I won't, you know, r- you know, break it down. Um, but if you're interested in the, you know, the science truth behind it, it's really fascinating. Yeah. And too, I mean, for us, we are experts at very little. Um, and <laughs> much of what we know is anecdotal and from personal experience. And I think being, um, eager to find reputable sources of information for whatever plan that you're on or whatever uh, you hear is important in the industry. Um, This science versus episode on uh, intermittent fasting was very eye-opening. And there are are pros and cons. Uh, That's not a huge spoiler, but uh, but it was... It was a great episode to listen to. It gave me more perspective. Turns out that things are not just, you know, is it good or is it not good? Yeah. So um, it's a little black and white. So, uh, so yeah. So that is our tip. Uh, Donald will put a link to the episode in uh, our podcast notes. Product of the week to you. Product of the week to you. Thank you, Julie, also, by the way. Yes, thank you, Julie. And thank you for listening to this uh, show. We truly appreciate it, every single one of you. Um, It is a gift to us, every one of you that listens. And That's um, why it's called the present. (laughs) Oh, wait, what? No, I'm mixing my metaphors. It's a gif to us. If you (laughs) want to send us a gif, uh, you can do so uh, by emailing us, uh, weonlylookthin at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at We Only Look Thin. You can find us on Twitter at We Only Look Thin. Um, and we also have a website, WeOnlyLookThin.com. Um, and it would really help us out if you get something out of the show, if you could go to iTunes and uh, give us a quick review and a rating. Um, in the podcast world, iTunes is king. And it would be, uh, even if you don't use iTunes to listen to us, uh, it would really help. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you do listen to podcasts. Yeah, and tell your friends about it and tell uh, tell your, your relatives about it. So many people still don't know what a podcast is. They think it's a blog. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so share the gift of podcast with those around you. I'm going to write a letter to the president of the internet to explain what podcasts are. <laughs> he is. So, uh, so, yeah, so thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us at home. Uh, you're, you're breaking the shackles off. You're... Uh, you're uh, Jump your orange jumpsuit is no longer working. You you finally have some answers to your work at home, live at home questions. And Did the them? next time that you are browsing Amazon.com for your uh, custom made engraved stay at home prison ankle bracelet, just remember that Catherine and I are an, an inspiration. inspiration. Asian, Asian. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program. 